everybody, and welcome to the Five Feet Under podcast with your host, Kendon Lusher. I am Kendon Lusher, your host. Five Feet Under is a podcast where I ask an artist or a musician or a writer or really anybody who creates stuff five questions, and they answer the five questions. Today's guest is Eric Ayat, who I will let introduce himself. Ah, hello there. This is Eric Ayat. And I am a filmmaker and a musician. I uh, singer-songwriter, doing a solo project. I also play in a, a handful of different bands, and I make short films. Uh, I produce the Gadabout Traveling Film Festival, which is now in its 16th year, and we produce a monthly movie challenge called Instant Gratification, where there's a theme every month, and anyone and everyone is welcome to make a short film based on the theme and send it in to us, and we show it to people. So if you're a filmmaker check out monthlymoviechallenge.com and uh, start making movies. Send them in. The first question today is the standard question. What album have you listened to most in the past month or so? I am an indecisive person, so I will have trouble with all of these questions. But uh, as far as album I've been listening to, I've been thinking about how much I listen to Spotify lately and listen to single songs and listen to things on, on Shuffle which uh, certainly helps with uh, someone who's indecisive. But I was thinking of some albums that I, newer albums that I absolutely love just about every song on the record. Uh, one of them being the new Pedro the Lion record, Phoenix, which I think is a fantastic record. Uh, I was a big fan of Pedro the Lion anyways, and I absolutely loved all of uh, David Bazan's solo records. This feels more like a David Bazan solo record, but kind of flushed out with a full band. But uh, yeah, really, really digging it. Um, the new uh, Better Oblivion Community Center band and record with Connor Oberst and Phoebe Bridges. Uh, that record, yeah, came out. It was it was perfect. Every song is great. Their harmonies are are lovely. The songwriting is thoughtful and catchy. But yeah, those are a couple records that kind of came to mind first when uh, looking at this question. Question two, as a director of music videos, what would you say is the definitive music video? Personally, I like when a music video is a bit more narrative. I like uh, when there's just maybe a little something more creative happening than just the band playing on a stage or in a weird cemetery or abandoned building or something like that. and I think folks that kind of redefined the medium for me would be Spike Jones and Michelle Gundry. Uh, Spike Jones's Daft Punk video that is just a dog walking around New York City with a crutch and a boombox. And you can only hear the Daft Punk song on the boombox. And there's dialogue and city sounds and all this other stuff happening. And a whole story that unfolds in the music video, I think, is just brilliant. It's, the, it's to me, the, the perfect music video. There's also his music video for that band Wax, Southern California, where it's just the guy on fire in slow motion the whole time running down a street. Also brilliant, simple and brilliant. Uh, a ton of narrative happening there, you know, even though it's just a one simple shot. I also love just about every video that Michelle Gundry's made. His uh, Foo Fighters Everlong video is totally strange and weird and clearly a dream that he had that he set to video, which is pretty amazing. There's just a lot less limitation when it comes to music videos. Obviously, you don't have to be as concerned with uh, continuity and, you know, you have a time limit. It's, it's, it's this kind of perfect assignment. You know, you have, you're limited to time, so you just want to tell the story that you can within that time frame. And I think 
again, that's what I love about music videos that kind of are more like short films because I, I love short films. I love the fact that you can, you know, there's so much story that can be told in a short amount of time. And if you have two and a half minutes, that limitation doesn't have to be as daunting. I think that limitation can be an inspiration and the folks that kind of take that inspiration and tell the story that they need to tell within that time are just the folks doing it right. Question three. Aliens come to Earth and for some reason they knock on your door and tell you that you have one year to remake one feature film or they will blow up Earth. They'll finance the whole thing, but you have to shoot it yourself, soundtrack it yourself, and play one of the leads. What can I tell you? These aliens are super weird. What movie do you pick and why? Strange question, not too strange. You know, the question itself, not very strange, but you know, you bring aliens into it, it gets a little odd, but the aliens are the ones with the deep pockets and you know, they need this movie made so, so we can do that. And I would say just about any movie made from a Kurt Vonnegut book, they've all been truly terrible. And specifically the Breakfast of Champions movie that was made with Bruce Willis was awful. And I think it's because people have a kind of personal relationship with Kurt Vonnegut books. If you're a fan, you kind of, you know, you have something that you're attached to in his writing. And I think people struggle with that when trying to adapt them to the screen. And Breakfast of Champions specifically has a lot of small chapters in them and drawings and it's a very strange story so I think that is maybe not something I could do correctly but I would take the money and I would make that movie and uh, it would probably come out as my own personal interpretation of the film and most people wouldn't like it just like every other Vonnegut book movie but uh, hey it's hopefully the aliens are happy. Question four. Last year you wrote a song called Mr. Pumpkin that might be one of my favorite Halloween tunes I have ever heard. Back in 2016, SNL aired its best skit in like a decade with their David S. Pumpkin joint, and that really blew up. I can keep going on about pumpkins, but it's clear people relate to them hard. Why do you think people relate so hard to pumpkins? Ah, yes, the Halloween hit song, Mr. Pumpkin. Well... (laughs) I'm uh, glad you liked it. You know, I don't know why people relate so heavily to pumpkins. I, I guess I never thought that we did. Do you, do you relate heavily to a, to a pumpkin? Uh, you know, the pumpkin itself, the gourd, before it's got holes cut into it, you know, out on the patch, maybe connected by a vine. Maybe that's why we, rel- we relate to them so much. You know, we're all just gourds connected by a vine chilling in a patch is that that's that's us but when it comes to halloween you know nothing defines the season more than a jack-o'-lantern you know if you were to if you were making your own calendar looking for some clip art to put on october 31st you'd put a pumpkin you'd put the jack-o'-lantern this is the this is the time where i can get definitive the jack-o'-lantern defines the season defines the holiday at least you know fall you there's a lot of things that our fall, you know, the Thanksgiving things, cornucopia, wheat, you know, dead leaves, you know, all very fall-y, but the jack-o'-lantern, that's Halloween. You know, you could have a ghost and uh, a Frankenstein head. Those things, they they do a similar job, but no, none does the job right like a jack-o'-lantern. So I think maybe that's why. Question five. 
A lot of your short film work is based off of prompts and you're great at it. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Your prompt is dumbest superpower. Give me the elevator pitch for your short film based on this prompt. Bonus points if you can work in yet another Yahoo search engine joke, but I won't tell an artist how to do his work. Okay, yeah, good prompt. I do like prompts. Uh, obviously, again, the movie challenge that we do every month, there's a theme, and that theme is the prompt to get uh, the ideas going. Uh, personally, I do like to try to find some way to not to be as literal. So when you first say dumbest superpower, my first thought was, okay, what would be the dumbest superpower, and then what movie would I make with a character that has that dumbest superpower? But really, the movie I would probably make would be Okay, so a group of people sitting around a table all discussing uh, superpowers and what superpower they would have because that, you know, classic uh, discussions. People going around being like, no, I would fly or I'd be invisible and these are the reasons why. And there's one person that keeps coming up with these stupidest, you know, dumbest uh, superpowers like someone that can just change the colors of things or someone that can just uh, turn into paper. Or maybe uh, they think that their superpower would be being able to make themselves two inches taller for whatever reason. You know, in their mind, it's to get the the book that's just uh, the shelf that's just a little too high for them. You know, and it goes on like this for a little bit. Other people kind of chiming in with, uh, you know, legitimate superpowers and, you know, this person still coming up with very dumb silly superpowers and then everyone uh, leaves it's the end of the night and that person's maybe back in their room or something and you see them open a closet door and reach for a little a, a thing on a shelf that's just out of reach had they been able to grow two inches taller they could reach it and maybe they uh you know slump down and sigh and that's the end Great movie, huh? Oh yeah, forgot about the bonus points. Yeah, so then they uh, they then go onto their computer and they go to Yahoo search engine and instead of Google, uh, and they search for platform shoes that are two inches tall, and they have a very triumphant there's a, a triumphant music as though you know as though they just saved the world, and they uh, they achieve their superpower. I ask again. Great movie, huh? Thank you so much to Eric Ayotte for agreeing to do this interview. Please check out all of his work, which I have linked to on beardedgentlemanmusic.com. And please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it and tell all your friends about it and tell all your coworkers about it and tell all your family about it and tell all the people on the street about it, even strangers. And I'll see you next time. Thank you.